CFF presents 1% Better, a podcast about CrossFit, nutrition, coaching, mindset, and community. Join us as we embark in casual conversation to shed light on what life is like within these black and yellow walls. With episodes coming at you every Monday, you can follow along with Coach Whitney and Taryn as we talk shop about all things CFF. Episode 82. Oh, this one? I'm excited about this week's podcast. That was my stomach, just in that case. Was that was oh, me. Yeah. That was just in case somebody heard my stomach growl, that was me. <laughs> I definitely thought that was the dog. <laughs> All right, let's oh, do that gosh. again. Episode 82. Part of me feels like we could refer back to two previous episodes because this is our third time talking about this. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. No. No. Two. Lockdown. Interfered. I still feel like we've talked about it though, no? Maybe a recap. I'll have to look it up. Anyway, I guess we should just like throw the topic out there since... Hey, guess what? We're talking about the beatdown today. Oh, I'm, I'm excited. This is year eight. I actually went back and because I remember last year I was a little, couldn't quite remember. I looked it up. 15 was our first one. Have we been doing it right every year? Mm -hmm. Oh, that lockdown. Oh my gosh. COVID year. Oh, so it's only seven. That's why we couldn't, I couldn't ever get it right because I forgot about COVID year. Okay. Because like. I've always done the athlete package and just added another year on, but now it, when you say eight, I'm like, I feel like that's... Nope, seven. Regardless, seven is unreal. And what started as literally a pipe dream for me, I'm just like pumped that it's like now a regular thing that people expect and like look forward to. And yeah. Yeah. I'm still scanning to I know see you how are. many times we've talked about this. We talked about it in episode 47 for the 2021 Broadway beatdown. Okay. So only this is our second time. Okay. Maybe well, we talked a- about it on the year in review or something like that. And it just like having, it came up being yeah. like a top thing. Consider this a prelude to the seventh edition, the 2022 Broadway beatdown. Hashtag. And we're talking about it super early because it happens at the end of September because registration opens by the time you listen to this a week from today. Exactly. So it's important to A, get you thinking about it, get you preparing for it. Just like the open, like just get hyped up about it. And two, like you and I spoke, like there's lots of new people in the gym, right? And the open was a awesome experience for them. And now this other second major event that we host is coming one that requires six months of preparation for, um, you know, so we just want to like put it out there start talking about it. I'm all hyped up. So we might as well make everyone else all hyped up. It's like the stress starts now. Yeah. I was like, are you going to tell them the truth or should I tell them the truth? The truth about what? I'm like saying I'm all hyped up about it, but like, oh, really? no, there is, like you can be hyped. Go for it. I feel like oh, that's no. your role is to be hyped. And I, my role is to be stressed. 
that like that's just how it goes <laughs> yeah i'm like excited but i don't 99 of it is I don't anxiety I ever experience hype i'm sorry <laughs> Just, there's the real truth. I don't think I ever experienced hype I think, around this event. So let's maybe start there. Like just what the planning process like actually looks like to go into an event of this extreme. <sighs> I think it was like two weeks ago. You said to me, you're like, okay, we need to start. We need, we ha- we need to have this conversation. And like, you didn't even say like beat down. And I was like, Oh man. And I was very clear that we needed to set a separate time to have this conversation. Cause every time we start talking about it, like we can talk for hours about it. And I, cause that happened last year. We were in our a meeting about other things and we got talking about beat down and then we never like a accomplished three hour meeting. regular gym <laughs> things that needed to be tackled. Cause we were into three hours of beat down. Trying to figure like, out where we were going to get a power pole from. <laughs> yeah. Like that went sideways real fast. But it's just such, there's so much to it. Like it's so extensive, so many layers. And arguably last year, we didn't start planning until like June. We didn't, yeah. Which took, was, and like we're planning now and it's April. Yeah. So that took away a lot of time for us. And we usually start in April. It's usually yes, like, like, okay, this is the normal time. registration happens yeah. in April. We got to get going from here on out. And once registrations start coming in, I mean, there's a few planning and preparing process that happens to even get it ready to have registrations happen. Like once registrations start coming in, then we start pushing the planning in order because we kind of have an idea of like how many people, what kinds of teams, what we're going to need to do. I'm also away this year at the beginning of September. And I already said to myself, like, we got to get ourselves organized, like before I go away, because I'm not coming back to a disaster. (laughs) I refuse to. So, so first step, just a heads up. First step is like picking the date. And we did that a long time ago. I think we did it back in like January or February because my DJ was like, hey, I'm under duress for trying to get weddings booked in and they all want weekends in September, but I want to come to you guys. So you guys better pick a date. And that's, that was and the pressure. And he had that date, did he not? Something like that? Uh, yeah, I think so. I, think or I gave him like two different ones and... Uh, that, was it the DJ or the photographer? No, it was the DJ. Okay. Yeah. Yes, you got to contact the photographer. No, I, I got them already. Okay. Yeah. DJ and photographer are the two things that are done. And the MC. Can you get on that one too? Yeah. I thought about that this Tyler, morning. if you're listening. Julie, if you're listening. <laughs> yeah. Like literally this morning, that was my thought. You got to get the DJ or the MC figured out. Um. So yeah, picking the date. So, I mean, let's start there. September 24, 25. That's, that's where we're going this year. End of September... Hopefully we can catch that nice summer heat that we had last time that still stuck around. I mean, that was great compared was to great. previous years where it's like freaking snowed and we had outdoor events and it's just so cold and the warm up pit being outside and things like that, that just sucks. So I was actually really, really pleased with the weather last year. That's going to be hard to top. I I'm just... going to say, I feel like that was like a fluke and a one-off and the gods being good to us. Yeah. Well, cross your fingers and. Hope this snowmageddon thing just means we'll have a later summer into the end of September. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because hopefully we can utilize outside as much as possible because that that was awesome. I really liked that. Yeah, I did too. And it really opened up all kinds of more possibilities that like we weren't taking advantage of. And I guess too, the location change also helped with that. Well, and I think spectator and that too, yeah. is probably yeah. my favorite part. Yeah. That was really, really cool. Yeah. 
yeah. So like now that we have a date, you know, we mentioned at the beginning, registrations will open um, by the time you hear this the week after. So April 25, if you are a CrossFit Function member, that'll be posted in our private group. So you'll be able to get in on that with your buddy. So you have a week to plan for 9 a.m. Monday morning. You better be watching the private group. Like forget Momentum Monday. It's going to be yeah. registration Monday. And I highly suggest that you get on that registration real fast that week because on Friday, that's when it gets released to the public. And we just want to make sure that like you grab the spots that are available, right? Because we have a limited number of teams we can have. Or not limited, but like certain number of teams. Mm-hmm. So grab your spots. Um, and then <laughs> like here's the fun part, the preparation part. And I love that because it's like, expect the unexpected. You know, nobody expected a power pole last year, but we had to talk what we had been using in previous years. and Which makes this year super t- tough. Oh, but I'm sure we'll come up with something. Or maybe we already have. Jeffrey, <laughs> we're not that far ahead in our planning stages. Um, I think even before that, we can address, we hummed and hawed about divisions Divisions, and team makeup and stuff like that but we're going ahead with things as we did last year so teams of two can we just like let this be known that you promised me we would do a better job at planning weights and events and equipment this year yeah well explain to them what you mean they don't have context to that. I think they did because I think we did a review of the beatdown and I where I just go I shared my here's the workouts. Now make it work. <laughs> like we're gonna do deadlifts this heavy, and then we announce to the world that this is the event and these are the weights. And a week later I say, We don't have enough plates to do deadlifts this heavy for this <laughs> many people. Yeah. In case you haven't figured out, that's usually how I go about all things in my life. Make the plan and then figure it out. And Whitney absolutely hates that about me. You handed, so side note, just to back this up. You handed Joanne a roll of stamps the other day and it was a mangled mess. And then you left and I looked at Joanne and I said, how you do anything is how you do everything. (laughs) And we had a good laugh about it. But yeah, so this year Taryn has promised me that knowing we have all of these different divisions, male, female, male, female, mixed, beginner, scaled, RX, that we won't just randomly pick numbers. We'll put some thinking thought into the process. Right? You right. promised? I promised. I know you're making me say it to the whole yeah, world. There. <laughs> anyway, back to the planning. I'm like, and then what? Um, we so then start it's... seeking out sponsors. Yes. That's a super important. Yeah. Sponsors, sponsors are, and I mean, like everyone knows that sponsors like help get stuff off the ground and like make it possible for these things. But like, it literally is the second, ba- and I'm going to say second backbone to making an event this size happen. The first backbone being the volunteers, which we'll get to later, but sponsorship means that like things like, you know, a couple thousand dollars on the tents are looked after and all of the volunteers are getting fed and et cetera, et cetera. Right. Like there's just so many moving parts to an event like this. And, you know, you pay a $200 or whatever registration fee. And that just simply can't cover the amount of um, time and money that gets invested into something like this. And so 
you know, having companies and members who own businesses and like just members in general contribute and, and help something like this get off the ground is always a piece of it that I am forever grateful for because like it just, it, it literally could not happen without that, that piece. And I do my best throughout the year to keep contributing back to our members that are participating in things and like community events and whatever, because I know that that's how important it has weighed for me and for the company and for the event and everything all together to make that event possible so that people get to enjoy and experience that and have us have an event like that under their belt. You know, sponsorship is a huge part of that. So, I mean, I'm just going to throw it out there right away. Like if you know somebody or you are somebody that wants to contribute to this event, there's lots of opportunities. And I I highly encourage you to reach out just so that we can open that conversation avenue. Mm -hmm. What else? I think after that step comes workout planning. Um, I think we also start recruiting volunteers and stuff because like that's a huge thing. Yeah, that starts early. We can't. It's like, let the registrations go so that people know like who's actually participating and who's not. Yeah. And then out of who isn't, can we borrow you for that weekend? Yeah. Um, so as the backbone of that event, like just insane, you, that, that like black or white could not happen yeah. without the volunteers. That's probably my favorite part. I'm glad that's your favorite part. Not not organizing them because that's stressful, but I think just the magic that they create. Yeah. Like we can talk about the magic of it being a competition and people doing great things, but like, especially when I am in a judging role during the event and I, and I'm not there to, to help the volunteers organize equipment and stuff, but to be able to turn your back and talk to an athlete and then you turn around and the floor is set up completely differently and you didn't even know what happened and it happened so fast. Like that part makes me happy. When we first launched this event, um, one of the things that I knew right away that I wanted to do was like take all the experience that I've, I've kind of gained from the, all of the different places I've traveled and competed at and all the volunteers and judges I've ever encountered with and take all the good stuff and make it better. Right. And I truly feel that like our event amplified those good things. And one of the things is the judges and the volunteers. Um, you know, I've, I've met and come across some amazing volunteers and group of people that have contributed to this, you know, at the largest of scales. And I'm maybe a little bit biased when I say this, but like my volunteers do it best. Yeah. It's do. insane. Our volunteers are, are like a well-oiled machine. And you don't even know it. Mm -hmm. Like the people on the outside have no idea at what level of detail these guys are working at, like literally on the seconds and it's all mapped out and all designed for them. And, you know, one team leader is leading their team. Like that's the cool part that you can like pour all of your trust into these like five individuals to then lead their teams to go and execute this plan A to Z on the freaking literal second when this was the first year the volunteers had been left alone like we usually have somebody like overseeing all of the volunteers yeah but this year we didn't because i stepped in we physically could not yeah yeah and it was and we were nervous about it at at the beginning but then we were like no these yeah no i felt pretty confident like we have a lot of veteran volunteers that probably know more and have done it more than i have and i was like 
they got it. Yeah. They can totally handle it. It was amazing. And you know, and the other thing that makes the, like our volunteers kind of stand out as to some of the other competitions I've been through are those moments that like when that team is struggling to finish and the, the freaking volunteers just like last year, they came out of the gym into like into the floor space and we're cheering on those teams. And now you're surrounded by all these black shirts with crews on the back and they're helping that team finish. Like, holy shit. What a display of sportsmanship. You know, hey, I'm not going to lie. I do kind of stress out. Cause I'm like, uh, yeah. you, get, you got two minutes to change out all yeah. this equipment. Like let's get moving. Like we super like, appreciate you standing there. Awesome, but like we got shit to do now. So get, yeah. get, get moving. Like, thanks for being, Thanks for showing what CFF is all about. Cause that's literally what happens in class. So thank you for doing it on a grand scheme, but like all these plates got to get moved and these barbells got to get yeah. switched out two yeah. minutes. Cause that's all Taryn gave you because she didn't think that we were moving 500 pounds of weights from one side of the gym to the other. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but they are awesome. That's truly my favorite part. Yeah. So that part starts early. Yeah. Well, because we need people to block off their time and know that they're committed to this and know that we have them and their time. Yeah. And that's super important. Yep. Um, what else goes into planning? Like on the behind the scenes stuff? Well, I think after that, it's then workouts. The workouts. And that, we pull a big whiteboard out. We print off all the other workouts we've ever done. And we go Dave Castro on it. R.I.P. <laughs> we you know we lay everything out we look at sort of what have been the trends what have we liked which ones have we didn't like and like didn't work with whatever layout we had or whatever you know that way and from the stuff that we did like how can we continue that trend and like build on it how can we make bleeding lungs 4.0 <laughs> just yeah. those types of dissections you know and then from there that's where my favorite part comes in is just where i get to be creative and just like all right let's build this machine let's how can we test these guys in the best way possible to determine like who's the fittest after this weekend and can we cover all the domains of fitness can we test these in in different ways and different loads and what is i mean the best this is my favorite part about programming for the b-town is what is going to make the best spectacle or spectacle. spectacle, whatever for the spectators, right? Like, yeah, how can we entertain the crowd the most? Mm -hmm. That's the first part that I enjoy. The second part is like, how can we bring the pain and make this enjoyable? I'm going to use that word like in air quotes yeah. for the athletes. Um, you know, because you want to come to a workout or to a, a competition like this and like have a hell of a time. And same as a spectator too. Like, there's nothing more boring than watching somebody run a 5k <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah i love that part and then that's kind of where just like you said then the details come into it and then it gets less fun for me <laughs> well then my least favorite part of testing the workouts how come you never mm. test the workouts because i'm i want to see what they look like and i feel like I'm... i can like record it for you and you can watch it <laughs> like man I mean, that's a crucial part in it too, it though, is. because we find that often the workouts change yep. after we go through and test them. Yeah. You know, it, just because it looks one way in my head or on the paper, when it actually comes out to playing it out again too, like playing into the crowd, playing into the feel of it, the time domain, you know, the type of 
um, intention it's eliciting and yeah. things like that. Sometimes we have to make some modifications that, or even cut that workout. It means like, oh no, yeah. this isn't as good as we thought it was. So let's throw that one away, crumple that paper up and let's make a new one. I remember we were testing the ones last time you and Cameron were doing them and uh, you had done the deadlift and the burpee one. And handstand push-ups, which never actually made it. Yeah. The- and I remember you doing it. And like, as soon as you guys started going, I well, was like, we, even before we started, we were contemplating. Cause I, to be honest, I didn't want to test the whole thing. Cause I said to you, I said, I don't want to do all this. Like, I don't <laughs> like, do I really need to do this many burpees? Like, come on. Like, <laughs> and then we, we did it. And then we ended up cutting it back. Right. Yeah. Cause we, it was too slow. Yeah. Yeah. We wanted that one to be fast and painful and, and it wasn't as fast as I needed it to be. And then we cut that handstand pushups out of it because we weren't working inside. Yeah, there was no, no yeah. place for us to do the handstand pushups. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we ended up like devolumizing that one quite extensively to keep it, it fast, fast and yeah. heavy. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. And same with the lunges and the overhead or the overhead lunges, I think it was, or yeah. um, that one initially didn't have the power pull in it. Oh, that's right. Cause it, it was supposed to be toast to bar. Yeah. That's and right. I was like, nope, we're going to bring power pull back on day two. And it's going to be at the pyramid, top of the pyramid of this workout. <laughs> yeah. We were like, oh man, <laughs> you're going to run one K with that thing. And I was like, yes. <laughs> yeah. That, that event changed. And just lots of conversations too about like, we know which movements not to include because judging them is a disaster. Push-ups. Like we can't push-ups, jump switch lunges are terrible. Kettlebell swings sometimes. Dumbbell hang power cleans are not ideal. Yeah. And just like. And I mean, that's years of experience of accumulating yeah. that, right? Like yeah. it, it doesn't mean that the movement is less valuable or our judges are less skilled or anything. Like I was just like, there's too much gray area with it. Yeah. Regardless of what level of judge you put in there. So. Yeah. It's just. Especially often because it's a partner workout, they're often synchronized yeah. or something like that. And then that just becomes a nightmare. Like, yeah. Yeah. And then from there, it's just like finalizing all the details. So from our volunteer pool of lists, we kind of move people around on where we think they're going to fit best or what their past experience roles have been, you know, where they kind of excel, their personality type, things like that, and just where we can use them the best. We pick our judges out of that pool. So these are a all of our staff first of all because we want to like and again too something that is something i wanted to take from my past experience competing the inconsistency in judging and i get it like it's volunteers but like here's my my sort of take on it is people are paying a lot of money they're traveling and there's a, there's a lot of investment that goes into an event like this as a competitor and you want fairness across the board right and it's not to say that like some people aren't qualified to do that or, you know, volunteers are volunteers. I understand that. And sometimes you're working with a small pool of volunteers. Yeah. So the benefit that we have is that our members are insanely smart, you know? And I mean, that's part and due to the way that we run our program. We have high expectations of just even our members, never yeah. mind our staff. So a, first of all, pulling our staff that are, aren't competing and they're going to be judges first and foremost and then out of the volunteers that we have, you know, I mean, there could be people on that volunteer list that have their level I ones say, we have and staff, staff. We have members with level ones. Yeah, which I think is fantastic. Yeah. You know, so priding ourselves on the quality of the judging 
in this event has always been an, a point of emphasis for us, you know, just like the, the standard, the level of standard that we were putting out there into what the competitors can expect to get from their judges. Um, and I think it was cool too. Last year we had Owen judging and he is a referee. So we have him because we know he can make split decision calls. Like yeah. he can see something and he can call it black and white. Like and he he's did. got that experience. He was great. Did an excellent job yeah. of that. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, we have a, a good chunk of people we can rely on to be judges, which is nice. And as a, like, as a competitor myself, that was always really important to me. It's just like, you could be working your tail off and the person next to you. And I mean, it's happened to me in the past. I lost an event over that had money as the reward because my judge was tougher on my standard than the judge was letting the person next to me go, you know? Yeah. And it's just like in a scenario like that, you should have a high level of consistency across the board. Um, and that's why I hang around and like, I don't judge because my personal responsibility Aside from like overseeing, yeah. making sure that everything is running. You're watching the judges. Yes. Yeah. My in focus during while that event is running, like that workout is running is what are the judges doing? Are they all calling the same things? Like, do they need help or courage sometimes just to step in and call a no rep that they might be letting go, you know? Yeah. So there's nothing wrong with that. It's just like, that's our standard. And we set that standard seven years ago, you know, yeah. and I intend to carry that forward. That's a big thing to us. Yeah. And I'm proud of that. Yeah. And I'm proud that people can expect that when they come here, that you're going to get judged. Yeah. That sounds funny, but like in a good way. <laughs> well, yeah. Like, like what's the point? Like we, our gym, we expect that in class. Like we expect you to meet certain standards in yeah. class. So if you're competing, you should be expected to meet those standards all the time. Yeah. If you don't practice like you play. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then from there, this is where the most work gets done. The most, like, it, this is your shining area. <laughs> they like, like the last two weeks. I have one role in this and it's, it's don't do anything. No, put the heat list out Yeah, and do the times on the workouts and then double check those time event times. Like 16,000 times that part's stressful. then I can pass it to you so that you can do the equipment and volunteer moving list and all of that stuff and if I get one time wrong that's gonna screw up 25 things behind me or and like if somebody pulls out that happened a lot this year just because of COVID or the past year people pulling out and that changed things and it was like we're just gonna leave. And we're like three or four days before Friday comes around and you and I are just like, oh, 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 crumpling up paper after paper, just like mad at each other because yeah. our errors in the math. And oh, it happens. It happens. But you know what? When I stand out there on Saturday morning and I say three, two, one, go, and I press the clock, and that is the only time I'm pressing the clock to on go that day, like that three, two, one, and then start at 8 a.m. is just like one of the most stress relieving. Yeah, like I feel a weight lift off my shoulders because I know that, well, maybe more so after the first event, like I just need to get through that first heat <laughs> so that I can see the equipment go. And once I know that the equipment goes on that first heat, I'm like, all right, like we got it from here. And I know that Saturday morning rolls around, you go three, two, one, go. And like from there on, it's home stretch, you know? Yeah. 
yeah, you can't do it. Sitting here talking about that feel, makes it feel like it's so far away. <laughs> oh, I feel so. I have the opposite experience. It feels super close to me because it's like. I, I mean that particular though, like that three, two, one start. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> that moment feels so far away right I now. I feel like it's gonna come fast. Just listing off the stuff that has to be done. I'm excited though. It's gonna be a great one. We've got a lot of great people within the gym and there's been all kinds of chatter outside of the gym. Like I've seen on our posts that yeah. we made earlier. At this time you guys are listening to this. We've made this teaser post last week. And that has been cool to watch just like returning competitors, you know, tagging their buddies. And I mean, that's always been the trend is like year after year, it's relatively the same people coming through the same gyms, returning the same teams, give or take a few extra partners here Mm -hmm. and there in the mix. But like, that's awesome that like an event like this almost has like a level of, I don't want to, I don't know if loyalty is the right word, but like it kind of is like people, we have a following yeah people wait for it and that means the world to me that is awesome like that makes me really proud of everything that basically we're just talking about all the moving pieces right so that's cool so i think we also wanted to talk about this too because we do have lots of new members so one for them to know what this big event is that is going to be the topic of conversation moving forward for the rest of the year (laughs) we really should have started with this question yeah really they're all excited now and they don't know what they're excited for. <laughs> well, well, yes and no, but like for the people who are new, who are like, well, I can't compete in that because I'm still new. What is your answer? It is for anyone. Okay. And I say this because again, speaking about sort of the goals and intentions we had when we first developed this event was for it to be all inclusive. There's nothing I hated watching more than being at an event where there was a team or an individual who like literally could not do a majority of what was laid out for them across the weekend in the workouts because that wasn't the emphasis of what that, or that wasn't the goal of that particular event or, and that person who designed that event or et cetera, et cetera. But my sort of belief behind this has always been, I want anybody to be able to participate no matter how long you've been doing CrossFit, whatever your skill level is, your comfort level, et cetera, et cetera. If it is your first year into CrossFit, maybe you just started like three months ago. I want this to be the greatest experience that you've had so far and something that's super memorable for you. And greatest experience as in like you walk away from this thing feeling super successful and like, you know what I mean? That way. So when we design the workouts, that's something that we take into consideration in how we build them, both in like how the workout like progresses and what movements we're picking and loads and things like that. Like we've even last year, it was probably the best example of it. We had people with injuries and we're like, you know what? Cool. We're going to modify this workout for you. Yeah. Scoring wise, it's going to change whatever, but like, do you really care about scoring at yeah. this point? Are like you really here to win, to right? Be on top. Yeah. And so like, you know, we had somebody, working with an empty bar because they had a shoulder injury when the actual workout was at like 95 pounds or something. And just the fact that they could be included and be out on the floor with everyone else, like that to me is the best. And that's what I want it to be accessible and all inclusive for anybody that decides to participate in this. Because think about it. Like when you come at it from that aspect, it's almost like an entry level 
to what the comp- competitive w- world looks like. Like I'm not out here to have games athletes or those type of like super RX people show up at this competition. We have a place for them. Yep. Absolutely. There's a category for them, but I don't build this event around those people, which is what some, some events do. And that's fantastic. I build, we like this whole weekend, the whole weekend, like start to finish, not just workouts, like your experience as a competitor in this whole weekend is built around those people on the beginner side of things. Mm -hmm. And then we build up from there, Mm -hmm. you know, from like, what does it feel like from athlete check-in to the moment that you finish your fifth workout and you don't make the finals? Like, I still want to make sure you're having a good time at that point. That was a long-winded way to say that this is for everyone. <laughs> I feel like if you can come in and do there's class, the answer. Yeah. You can do the beatdown. Yeah. The workouts are no different than what you're going to do in your regular class. The only difference is there's going to be five of them in two days when you may normally do one every second day. You know, so the volume is a lot more intensive. But with that being said, you're splitting the work with your partner, you know, it's a little bit different that way. No different than what you would do in class, though, in yeah. terms of movements, loads, etc. I'm saying with the need to modify, like we are super open for people modifying simply because we want them to experience it. Yeah. And the number of conversations I had last year with people who like needed to modify, and it's like, what, what is your purpose for competing? Like, if your purpose is to win, then we need to have a conversation. But I bet that is not your purpose. Um, but if your purpose is to have a good time, experience this, be connected to the larger CrossFit community that a lot of you don't even know exists out there because you're not the types who are traveling and and going to other CrossFit gyms. Like the community is much larger than what we have here. And that is really cool to experience. Like when you can sit beside people from Regina and Saskatoon and like have this common bond, be it over the weekend or over how you choose to like live your life with CrossFit being involved, like that is cool. And to lose out on that because you don't want to modify or because you're not going to win or you're not good enough. Like that's, that's sad. I feel bad for those people. And I mean, even from a volunteer perspective too, is yeah. like the volunteers even get to experience that community of a greater, yeah, of the vastness of, all of Saskatchewan and even yep. Alberta and Manitoba, there's gyms yep. that sometimes come from, you know, so it doesn't matter what aspect you come from, you know, being able to be a part of it enables you to then take part in something like that. Yep. And that's a unique feeling that you don't get just from being in the gym every day here. Yep. And this is the only four walls, you know. Yeah. So I guess on that note, like, let's talk about like what it is. <laughs> Yeah, it's a competition. So there's three workouts on Saturday and two workouts and possibly a final if you qualify as top four in your division. So you could have three workouts on Saturday as well. Um, The workouts are designed to test all the domains of fitness. Okay. So literally everything from short sprints to long ones, to heavy ones, to light ones, to high volume, to low volume, all of it. Gymnastics, weightlifting. Yep. Um, And then, yeah. Like those of you that are new that took part in the open or at least watched the open or kind of had a sense of like what the open was, it's very similar. You have a judge with you, you're, you know, scored a certain way and ranked that way. And it's at the end of the day, I say that, but like you said before, it's not about the scoring. It's just a piece of it. Like the word fitness festival comes to mind because that that kind of is what it 
feels like when like you're amongst the people like yeah. it just it feels just like a gathering of people to work out like with take, really loud awesome music yes. and a lot of people watching you like take the competition part out of it if that's not your jam like people are like well i don't like to compete or i'm not competitive so what like again are you here to win because like <laughs> if you're here to win then we probably should be doing things differently in group class and you should probably have like a pt coach working on being better and trying to win because I guarantee you, most of you aren't here to win every workout you do when you walk through the doors. So take that out of the equation and just like come and experience the fun that the weekend is. Yeah. Like, yeah, it feels weird saying it's a competition because it it's that, but it's so much more than that. And I, I think if people can just get their heads wrapped around that, they'd be more open to participating and like, really enjoying themselves. So registration opens next week on Monday for our CrossFit function members and on Friday for the general public. Yep. And then it will be open thereafter until all the spots are filled to a certain date. Usually is in July. We usually close the registration. Um, got a lot of planning to do. <laughs> what I would suggest is start finding your partner now. And if you don't have a partner, you can post it, whether it's on, you know, if you're a member, post it in our private group. Um, start having conversations around the gym. You can even ask a coach on who would be great to pair up with you. Yep, I've partnered, I've partnered somebody up already. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it was great. If you're listening from the general public and you don't have any, hey, post on our public Facebook group and we'll pass that on for sure. Or send us an email. Um, that way we want to include everyone. And that means from across all, all of the, the avenues. Um, yeah. Aside from that... Pay attention to our socials because that's where everything is going to continuously be posted. And eventually as we get closer to the dates, that's when we'll start revealing the workouts just like we always do. And, you know, somewhere along the lines, we may just like we have in the past, drop some hints on what our special uh, implement is going to be this year. So if you don't follow us, you know where how to do it. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I'm mean, going to say if you are already like a hard no on not participating as an, an as an athlete, mark your calendars to volunteer because we talked about this with the open, like the FOMO and like missing out on this is real. Like, and I would say worse than worse than the open. Cause people are talking about it. It is consuming us becomes like August, September is all about the beat down. Um, Mark your calendar so that you're around to help out in whatever capacity that looks like so that you can be involved and experience it. Like, it's great to experience as a volunteer too. I've done both. I've competed and I've done the volunteer side of things. It's, and we, it's awesome. I'm just going to throw this out there. We treat our volunteers well. I will yes. feed you, clothe you, and water you, coffee you, and spoil you. I promise. Yeah. <laughs> Highly valued supply sunscreen. We missed out on that last year. All right. Some of us got burnt. Listener question this year or this episode is going to be share your best beatdown memory with me. I want to get hyped up. Oh, but like also, are you competing? And also, who is your teammate and what's your team name? Like, come on. See, hyped, not hyped. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Episode 82, all about the beatdown 2022. Thanks for listening.